business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Oh, you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? What is going on, everybody? That's right. It is Saturday night. That's right. Hollywood Hangout. And I am glad y'all could join me. And thank you for joining me. That's right. Once again, Hollywood Hangout. I am David Richardson, the host of this bad boy you're listening to. And uh, I got a good one for everybody tonight, actually. Um, Kind of been wanting to do this. We've talked... um, We've I've discussed this guy in uh, a recent movie. Uh, me and Anthony have talked about this guy in a movie on an earlier show, and um, I'm actually really excited about doing uh, about talking about this guy tonight. Um, we're tonight. I am going to get in uh, get into and talk about Andrew Briniarski. Um, might be going. Who's that? He's not exactly an actor. You may know by name but his body his face and just the way this guy looks is very 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 distinct uh we're looking at a guy who is um pretty large uh he's a pretty much a form he's, he's a former bodybuilder so he's a very big guy and um i'm really 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 interested and i uh, excited to talk about this guy tonight so i'm definitely um, looking forward to this show right here. So, 
Uh, I'm actually going to pretty much go ahead and get right into this. Um, not even going to bother with any plugs or anything. Only one thing I do want to mention is that uh, next uh, ne- Wednesday coming up, I will not be on the uh, Hollywood hang. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll be in Hollywood hangout. Uh, I, there will be no wrestling outlet on uh, Wednesday this week. I will be teaching Cub Scouts how to shoot BB guns safely and properly. So I have to do that. It's something called Twilight Camp. I know everyone's like, "Why are you going to be so late?" Something called Twilight Camp. They do, and um, so basically, it's night. Twilight, obviously, sounds pretty obvious. I didn't think I had to explain it to anybody, which I probably didn't. Um, so they're doing Twilight Camp this week, and uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. They only had 30 kids signed up. Suddenly now there's 100 kids signed up. So I'm going to be teaching even more kids how to shoot BB guns safely and properly. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. Um, you know, just not really big on the old public speaking, but uh, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, it's just a bunch of uh, Cub Scouts, and uh, they got a good, good sense of humor and uh, fun. <laughs> yes, Texans learning how to shoot BB guns, Dirk. Um, it's where they start. You know, you got to start somewhere, and uh, this is where they start. This is where Cub Scouts all start. If they want the badges and they want to move up to Eagle Scout, this is what they do. They get every little badge. They're going to go literally from mine directly over to archery and learn how to shoot some uh, bows and arrows. They have some um, uh, They have some pretty cool bows up there, and uh, those kids are going to be able to shoot those. So, yeah, it's going to be a good time. Um, but uh, I have to run that little booth since I am a certified range master. That's right. A few Saturdays ago, if you guys remember, I was talking about doing a course. This is why I did the course. I didn't know why I did the course. I was wondering my, why my wife wanted me to do it. Well, this is why, because I was doing this. But uh won't be anything going on Wednesday night, but it will be a good time. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, showing these kids how to be safe with BB guns because most kids after BB guns will eventually start shooting regular guns. And... Um, we want them to be safe too. So there you go. That's enough of that. Well, like I said, I'm really going to go ahead and just kind of get uh, get going here and start talking about Andrew Brainiarski. Um And I did figure out that that is the way you say his name. He's not. He's kind of like Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, whatever you want to call him. He's fine too. As long as you're saying his name, he's happy about it. He's not a big, big uh, guy when it comes to that stuff. Now, we are going to have a couple of controversies with him to get into tonight. Um, more controversies when you really, w- w- after we get into it, you'll see that they were both kind of blown out of proportion, especially the one with, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, this guy had an issue with his dogs. Um, but you have seen this guy, uh, I promise you, you have seen this guy in something or another, um, if you're a, I mean, let's fab. first of all, this is guy is, uh, he looks a little different now. He doesn't look like he did back then. Like I said, former bodybuilder, he was gigantic. Not only is he big, muscular, he's also six foot five, uh, 53 years old. And he was born in 1969, February 13th, just to throw that out there, day before Valentine's Day. Now, if you've ever seen a movie like The Program, 
This guy played uh, old roided up Latimer, actually got in trouble. Now, we've reviewed the program, and but he's also done many more movies than just that. This guy was also Leatherface in the 2006 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. He was also the one in the, I believe, 2013 remake. We'll get into all that stuff as we go. Or the 2013 uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. He played Leatherface. Um, but he's pretty much known for just being a jacked, usually, unfortunately, not intelligent, yet he really is, guy. But, I mean, this guy has worked with Pacino, James Woods, Michelle Pfeiffer, Halle Berry, Cuba Gooding Jr., just to name a few. But he's also done some things over in Hong Kong with some big action stars over there and some of their build, their biggest um, just celebrities over there in Hong Kong. But, I mean, he's been in Pearl Harbor, Batman Returns, Any Given Sunday. We talk, definitely talked about him in every, Any Given Sunday. He um, uh, he played a character named Madman. That was me and Anthony's four-hour show. Uh, that was from 1999. And I recently talked about him just a couple of months ago when I talked about the newer two two, excuse me, 2002 Rollerball movie. Uh, he was in that quickly, but he was in it. But I did talk about him. Um, and he was also a, in a, a Scooby-Doo, Street Fighter, The Program, which we've talked about. But he was also, I messed up a movie the other night. I kept saying he was not going American History X. I meant higher learning. I apologize for messing up my blatantly racist movies. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, he's definitely, I mean, he's been a necessary roughness, which I can't remember if me and Anthony reviewed that one or not. I need to look back, but I think we actually did. That's a good movie. Scott Bakula. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Bakula. And uh, Sinbad. Sinbad's in that one, too. Um, but, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's just get into, after all that, just kind of give you sort of like an intro on this guy. Um, let me give you a few little things, kind of a little more about him. Um like I said, just a usually a jacked, just always kind of plays that big jack dude, but you know a, a little more. Um, but he's uh, not just. He actually he's mentioned in a song by an American pop punk band called American, um, with a song uh, with a band called The Wonder Years. So he's mentioned in that song. Also, to just tie this all together. Trained professional wrestler, folks. Um, I got to admit, I couldn't find out a lot about his wrestling career. But what I did find out and what I do see here is Chris Masters tells a story about UPW. And when he came in to... Um, to UPW, uh, here, I'm going to give you this. He talks about UPW and getting injured. This is a story from Chris Masters. This is from Wrestling Inc. This is back in 2013. Um, and, you know, he's asked, uh, I forget what he was asked, but he's talking a little bit about something. And he starts going, I started at UPW when I was about 17 years old, the same day as John Cena. He was prototype back then. I was only there a couple of months and suffered a fractured ankle injury from a leapfrog over Andrew Raniarski, who you'd know from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I got injured. So he was there 
in 2013. I don't know. It's really he's never actually done any actual in-ring wrestling that I can see or find. But he is a trained wrestler. Obviously went through the UPW school because that's the only stories I can find about him are in UPW. But I don't actually see any matches with this guy in it. But I got a couple, like like I said, I found one story with his name in it because I kept thinking, well, there's probably another guy with this name. Maybe it's not him because a a lot of the pictures I, I saw when he was in wrestling was from Street Fighter when he played that Street Fighter character. And that obviously could have been, he's thinner. He, he kind of lost weight and gained more muscle for that. Um, lost mass and gained, just kind of got ripped for that part. But I, I couldn't find any actual matches he had with anybody, even on YouTube. Maybe I missed something, but definitely was at least in UPW, according to Chris Masters, Zangief. That's exactly the character he played. Um, but um, I just couldn't find anything. But Chris Masters mentions him. So obviously it's the same guy unless Chris Masters is mistaken, which I guess anything can happen. Um, But uh, so we have that. And I also, um, I got a couple more things. You know, I got a couple of clips to play also tonight, which uh, um, I'll tell you what, he was at, uh, this guy kind of, for some reason, this guy reminds me of Triple H, just a little bigger, uh, taller, obviously. Uh, He was at Lemmy's statue unveiling. He actually has a band. Um, I couldn't find the name of the band, but uh, I have a little copy of it. The audio is awful. Um, I guess I can go ahead and play a little bit of it. Here, let me see something before I play any of it for you guys. Let me get past the beginning. And this is just a little bit of it. bit of a little bit of death metal there from old andrew good stuff good stuff not bad not bad so uh you know more than just an actor um he's also uh big into the anything outdoors he's big into outdoor sports he's big into water anything with water um pretty much anything outdoors he's into and he's also huge into dogs not just dogs but pomeranians Um, but, uh, he does have a dog rescue and this is what actually got him in trouble a few years ago. Um, but, uh, again, I'm going to get into that a little later. I'm going to go ahead and talk about, uh, the good stuff, him first. We'll get into the two little minor controversies he's had, um, in his life. But I got to tell you, this guy is really not, um, this kind of quiet spoken dude. He is definitely down to just speak his mind, but he's also seems like a really cool dude. Um, let me go ahead and play one clip of he's at, uh, this little, he's at Lemmy's statue unveiling and this guy is interviewing him and 
Immediately, the guy gets a date wrong, which immediately turns off Andrew, and he's just kind of like, mm, this interview is not going to go well. Um, but uh, two-minute interview, I'm going to go ahead and play it, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny, but here we go. Let it rip. Here, here with, with us, man. Now, this guy was a uh, Leatherface in the reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series, uh, 2000, what, 2003, 2004, right? 2003 and 2006. Okay. I, I, I give it a example. So what was your experience working on that movie like and playing the iconic Leatherface? Iconic and amazing. Yeah. Um, challenging, rewarding, you know, incredible. Like, I was hearing this rumor that they were remaking the movie with a Christian view, which means I didn't want to see it originally. People making those movies now, you know, aren't the people I worked with. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much don't have much respect for the people doing it now. I think they're a bunch of hacks. But uh, I love what I was able to do for the franchise, and I, I, I love the, the movies. And, you know, I'm proud to have been part of it, and it's part of my legacy. But what are we here for? We're here yeah, for well, Lemmy. We're here for Lemmy. That's the next thing I was going to ask you. How do you, like, how do you like this event, man? Oh, look at that. You're a true Motorhead fan. How do I like an event honoring Lemmy to such a great extent? I mean. All right, by the way, I just let you know what happened there. He pulled down his shirt. He has a Motorhead shirt on. He pulls down his shirt, and he's got a Motorhead tattoo on his chest. So uh, definitely a big Motorhead fan. All right, here we go. One more. Let it rip. I think I just answered that with a tattoo in the center of my chest. Right. I also am gonna I'm gonna commemorate this evening with the greatest new product that I was uh, instrumental in putting together. Uh, Motorhead Kush. I brought it to Motorhead and uh, Lemmy personally and told him what we wanted to do and we wanted to honor him as uh, you know such a pioneer in rock and roll to be the first. Everybody does beer. Everybody's doing whiskey, but we wanted him to be the first uh, band to have their own medical marijuana pre-rolled cigarette packs. And uh, we're proud of the, the Motorhead fucking California finest. Do you have any other... Um... All right, so that literally is, it looks like a pack of cigarettes. It's black. It's got a Motorhead little symbol on it. And it's pretty badass looking. And it is pre-rolled joints. And they are Motorhead. Kush. Which is probably good stuff. But you can see it wasn't really... Um, you can see this guy's not really the kind of guy that's just going to sit there and be happy, smiley. And he wasn't too happy with this guy. But not, but still not being a dick. Um, you know, the guy is dressed up like he... Not Andrew, but the other guy is dressed up like he could be in the village people. Um, and still not even be that good of a member. But uh, that's what he's dressed up like. Anyway. Anyway. Um... I got another, uh, I got two more videos to play for you guys, but you know what, let's dig a little bit more in, and then we'll play another video, we'll go from there a little bit, um, get in a, a, a little bit, like I said, he, um, big into bodybuilding, big into outdoor sports, um, and basically this guy came into acting, not purposely, not purposely at all. Um, basically what happens is he went to go meet a friend in Hollywood and a director picked him up, saw him outside. And that was in 19, uh, 1989. They saw him. And next thing you know, another year goes by and, uh, someone sees him and he was in this movie called dragon fight, 
which was in 1990. He was just a little spectator in a bar, but he was after that picked up for the movie alongside Bruce Willis and James Coburn. Hudson Hawk. Now listen, I know Hudson Hawk does not exactly have the best of um, reviews. I know it was a Hollywood flop for Bruce Willis, uh, Danny Aiello, but I got to tell you, I th- th- that movie's a guilty pleasure of mine. Matter of fact, it is on my list of movies to do. And not only is it on my list of movies to uh, review, it's on one of my list uh, to get Anthony back to do that movie because Anthony's a fan of that movie too. And I don't feel I can do that movie justice without having uh, old Anthony back here, the, uh, the, the Hollywood Hangout OG coming back with me to do that, uh, that movie. And um, we'll see. Maybe we can get a couple more people. But I, I, that is one movie I definitely want to get Anthony back here to do. Um, so he was, it was kind of a fluke that he became an actor. He just came to Hollywood to meet a friend. Next thing you know, he's kind of sucked into doing this movie. He gets in a role as just a guy in a bar watching a, a bar fight. But he was such a fucking beast. The guy's like, I need you in a movie. And, um, you know, I, I, I got a few things. I'm going to play. The, I'm going to go ahead now, though, play um, a little bit of uh, the other couple clips and then we'll uh, get into a few other things that a few things here. This clip basically is just someone who meets him. Uh, He's doing a lot of conventions. This guy, matter of fact, um, if you go to his Facebook, he has a convention coming up in Houston in uh, that he's going to be at uh, July 22nd through 24th. So he'll be at, at there, but he does a lot of conventions for the leather face, for the horror stuff. But he's also, again, known for a lot of sports movies. Um, and he is on Cameo, by the way, if you want to check him out on Cameo. Matter of fact, I'll go ahead and play his little Cameo video right here for you guys. Here, hold on one second. Let me, uh, my dog's barking, so I'm going to play this video. Here you go. Uh, this is Andrew Bernarski, Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in 2003 and Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Beginning, 2006. Also, football fans might know me from the program on any given Sunday. Anyway, I'm stoked to be on Cameo. And if you want, I'll do a video just for you. Hit me up and let's get this done. Rocking on, everybody. Hey, everybody. All right. So there you go. There's that right there. Now, uh, if you want it for personal use, it's $300. If you want it for your business, it is $500. If you want to just have a conversation with him over text or message, you can pay $11 and do that. Uh, but 300 for personal use, 500 to entertain, say, a, comp- a company, customers, or employees, which I'll tell you what, 500 bucks to get this guy to do a thing for your business or something, that's really not bad, I got to tell you. Um, and 300 for personal for a guy who's been in some of these movies, been along some of the biggest stars in Hollywood, um, I would say 300 bucks is actually pretty good. Um, but again, this guy does not look like he did. Um, but he's not looking bad. Not, he's not looking bad at all. He just, you know, he grew the big beard out. He kind of looks like a, uh, kind of looks like an old burnout rock star, <laughs> which is kind of what he kind of, he's an old burnout rock star actor. So it kind of fits very well into what he's doing. But, um, 
Anyway, uh, I'm going to play this video. Someone just kind of meeting him at one of these conventions. Um, and uh, here it is. Without further ado. What's up? Hey, up, Andrew. You all right, mate? I am chilling. Oh, by the way, if you look in this video and you look to the left over his shoulder, if you, if you were to watch this video, you can look over his left shoulder. It's Tim Capello. Now, if you don't know who Tim Capello is, right beside him standing is Tim Capello. Tim Capello did the song from Lost Boys, I Still Believe. He's the saxophone dude, the jacked saxophone guy. So I guess they just put the jacked dudes together because they're just both jacked. And um, there you go. I just thought that was a cool little thing in this little video here. And I will shut the fuck up and play this video now. Like a fucking villain. All right, so we see he's just kind of a down-to-earth, nice dude. I'm not going to play a lot of that video. There's not really, no really, really reason to. I'm just kind of, to be honest, killing time to have a beer or two. A few sips here and there. But, um, yeah, there you go. You can just see he's kind of just down to a down-to-earth guy. Um, I got one more video of him being pretty down-to-earth. And then we're going to go ahead and get into some movies he's been in. And we'll play some clips from those movies. And uh, that'll be it. Some of the bigger movies. I couldn't find clips on some of the older movies. Um, but uh, we definitely have a few clips to play of some of these movies. Uh, no long clips. Uh, I think the longest one I have is 2 minutes and 10 seconds of the movies. But uh, this clip here is just him. He's in a barber shop. He's getting his hair braided. I'm not quite sure why, but he is getting his hair braided. And they're just talking about him again. This just kind of shows what a down to earth, cool guy he is. And um, give me a second. And I'll play some of this little video for everybody. Uh, he's just kind of sitting there and getting his hair braided and just talking with everybody. So let me back up. Oh, wait, didn't mean to do that. Let me back this up to the touch. Here we go. Wide though, too. Tattoos around here. Oh, you better have a lot of <laughs> a lot of memory. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to. You know you gotta do it real tight, otherwise I look like stupid white. You 325 pounds? How tall are you? 6'5. You ever see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, who's your winner? I play Leatherface, the killer. Oh, you play him? You really, really did? Did you ever see uh, any, yeah, in the, no. last, in the last two, the good The one with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. No, no, that's horrible. Yeah. Well, you ever see um, Any Given Sunday? Yeah. It was Any Given Sunday? Oh, I remember you from Any Given Sunday. Oh, we don't mean to act like groupies. I had different hair and stuff. So he was Leatherface from what? And from Texas. From Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and Any Given Sunday. Madman. Madman, I remember you from Any Given Sunday. I had That's the our black movie. Black eye makeup. Yeah. 
I was really big. Is he hard learning? He's a hard learning too. He's a hard learner. I ain't seen it in a while. I know you wasn't the shooter. No, I was the one who made him shoot. Oh, oh with the bald head, the big dude that came in the Alright, so there you go. These girls can't believe they have this big actor and they're like, oh my god, you were in that? You were in that? I think that's awesome. I just think it's pretty awesome. They didn't know who they had in there. And when they start finding out who he is, they're like, oh my god. But I mean, you gotta, uh, this guy's six foot five. And if you look at the build on this guy, um, and, and again, you might be wondering who this guy is when I start playing some clips, uh, especially the ones. It, if you don't remember him from um, any given Sunday, I'm going to play the clip for you when we get to the movie. Um, but the guy is an absolute beast in that movie. The guy is just a giant of a man. And um, like I said, uh, after that clip, I said I was going to go ahead and get into some of the movies he's been in. And I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, like I said, he was in Dragon Fight, which was a, a movie from 1990. Um, it, I'll read you the synopsis. It's a fantasy sci-fi movie. Again, he was just a guy in a bar during a fight. I want to read you the synopsis of the, of the movie and you guys can, uh, can go ahead and just, now this movie does star, um, Robert Zadar. Now, if you don't know who that guy is. Robert Zadar. If you've ever seen Tango and Cash, the guy with the giant jaw who right in the beginning gets thrown out of the truck by Stallone, that is Robert Zadar. Uh, he's just got these giant jowls. He's been in a, bo a Bond movie. Uh, James Hong is in this movie who has who was in uh, Wayne's World 2. He was, um, what's her name's, uh, Katrina's father. In that movie, this also stars Mike, Michael Pere, which we have talked about Michael Pere in multiple movies. We talked about him in Eddie and the Cruisers 1, Eddie and the Cruisers 2. He was Eddie in Eddie and the Cruisers. And he was also talked about when we did a movie with Stone Cold and Steven Seagal. Me and Anthony talked about it. I can't remember the name of it. I can't remember the name, but it's got Steven Stagall and Stone Cold Steve Austin. We talked about it. He's he's in it with them. We talked about it there. But this movie was basically not the exactly the best movie. Um, here's the synopsis. In the future, large corporations earn millions of dollars by staging gladiatorial fights to the death that are shown on worldwide television. One day, however... A fighter who is scheduled to hunt and kill an opponent in the Arizona desert decides he's had enough and makes a run for it. His opponent is instructed to track him down and kill him. I've never heard of this movie. I've never seen this movie. But it was from 1990. And if you'd like to watch it, you are welcome to. Um, so... <laughs> I have no use for it. No need to watch it. Um, but uh, there you go. That was basically his first little acting role. But again, that acting role, I mean, just being a, you know, background extra standing there, just being such a giant 
figure, again, just being a giant guy, got him the part for two movies, not just one movie, two movies, for uh, both Hudson Hawk and also in the same year, 1991, just a year after that part, he got the role in uh, Necessary Roughness and Hudson Hawk both. Um, Necessary Roughness is a movie, I said, I think, again, I believe we talked about this movie, uh, me and Anthony, really, really good movie, um, again, Scott Bakula, um, Sinbad is in this movie, uh, it's a really, really, really good movie, Jason Bateman, Kathy Ireland, Rob Schneider is in this movie as an announcer, it, it really is a, a fun little movie, um, and again, I, I know it's so strange that I don't like sports, but I love sports movies um, and football movies, especially, um, you know, but this is one one movie I do enjoy. And he didn't have a huge role in this movie. But again, he had a role in this movie. And then again, he had a role in Hudson Hawk, which it's a comedy film. It's again, it's it's Bruce Willis. It's Danny Aiello. It's Andy McDowell, James Coburn, David Caruso. There's your NYPD blue tie in. Um, Frank Stallone, Sandra Bernhardt is in this movie. It's a comedy about a thief who is in jail. He gets out of jail. Some crazy Disney type villain, um, starts to get, uh, it gives him, it gives Bruce Willis this job to do, but he's got James Coburn and this crew after him. It's a fun movie. I don't care what, listen, I got to tell you something. I don't give a flying shit about critics. I think critics are just guys with opinions who watch movies. I don't give a fuck what critics say about any movie. I watch movies for the reasons I watch them for. I watch movies for different reasons than critics do. So when I watch a movie, I I watch it to try to enjoy it. It's rare. Do you know how bad a movie has to be for me to turn it off and not watch it? I mean bad. I mean, dog shit. I mean, past dog shit. I sat through that goddamn The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. Watch that piece of shit. I watched the whole fucking thing. (laughs) Trust me, if you've never seen that movie, you want to see a piece of fucking dog shit movie, go watch The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. And I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Mark Wahlberg. I really am. Except he does have the usual Mark Wahlberg part where... You know, he's running, he stops, and he, you know, the, uh, he, he, my my best Mark Wahlberg impression is when I go, what, where, and that's it. Uh, he's always out of breath, and he's always asking what, why, where, who, what, why, when, where. One of the five questions, and that's it. Anyway, um, he got the role of Butterfinger in this movie, more of a speaking role for him, not a huge speaking role, but it was a speaking role. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and play one of the clips from that movie right now. Uh, like I said, I didn't have a huge part in this movie, but still, a part in a movie is a part in a movie. So here we go. Hudson Hawk, clip number one. Come on, Pierre. Read my lips. Steak burger. French fries. It's French. You got to have French fries. Actually, it's Italy, Butterfinger. She said as if it made a difference. All right. Again, just a quick little 
quick little clip. I got two quick clips from this movie because really it's just kind of, again, it wasn't a great movie and I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a good movie, but I loved it. It was funny. It had comedy. Bruce Willis was in his prime at this time, which people were wondering why he accepted this movie when he was at the height of his career, still had some hair left and decided to do this movie. (laughs) Yes. He still had hair left folks during this movie. Um, but, uh, all right, let's, um, I got one more little clip. Once again, him just being the goofy kind of guy. And, uh, here we go. What's going on in there? You want me to rape him? Yeah, just read your book, Butterfinger. Not in a boat, not on a train. Not with a goat, not in the rain. I do not like you, To yourself. Man, I, I, it's pretty sad how guys in a, in a, like a, a, a big giant guy in Hollywood usually gets cast as either a sports guy or just the stupid guy. But um, the reason he's called Butterfinger in this movie is James Coburn has a group of people and they're all named after candy bars. Every single one of them, there's a Butterfinger, there's a Snickers, I think there's even a Payday maybe in there. But um, there's a bunch of uh, different movies or uh, candy bars that they're all named after in that movie. Um, Now, once again, this is another guy who I didn't go through every single um, movie. I went through the movies that I have seen of his um, and to be honest with you, there's only uh, 43 credits to his name. So it's not like he's done a ton, but he's just such a, such an, uh, such a distinguishable character that you know him. You immediately know who this guy is as soon as you see him. You don't see many guys as jacked as this guy. But if, I mean, if, if there's a football movie, the guy's fucking in it pretty much. Um, but I'm going to go through some of the, uh, again, pretty much everything he's done here either way. Um, but the movies I'm going to talk about are the movies, obviously I've seen no reason to get into ones that I haven't. Um, but, uh, again, he did Hudson Hawk, Batman Returns. Uh, he played Charles Chip Shrek in that movie. Now I've seen that movie, but I be honest, it's been a very, very long time since I've seen that movie, to be honest with you. Um, so I don't really remember a lot about it. But uh, we obviously know that's part of the Batman series. This was the one with, um, uh, what's your name? Um, I think this had Michelle Pfeiffer too. It did. And uh, she was uh, in this movie. But uh, pretty good movie. Not a bad movie at all. I do remember it. Liked it. She was Catwoman. There was uh, DeVito. Daniel DeVito played um, Penguin in this movie. It was This was the Tim Burton movie. Uh, the second Tim Burton one was a damn good movie 1992 he was in that movie and then 1993 he got into the program i swear i think me and anthony reviewed that one too um i'm pretty sure we did again i love football movies and sports movies i don't know why strange little thing i like but i do have some uh two clips from the uh, Latimer, uh, from the program with him playing the character Latimer. Now, th- this really was a good movie. Um, matter of fact, this is 
I've watched this movie way more than one time. I can be 100% honest. I have watched this movie way more than once. Um, so I've seen this movie multiple times. And uh, it's just a great fucking movie. Absolutely great movie. We've got uh, James Conn, Halle Berry, Omar Epps, uh, Christy Swanson, Dwayne Davis, who's been in, we've talked about, Joey Lauren, Lauren Adams is in this movie, played a few little parts at the time. She was Kevin Smith's girlfriend. Um, but so, so many actors in this movie. Anything with James Caan, to me, is just fucking, I, James Caan's a badass. Um, Omar Epps, and it's, it's Omar Epps in the 90s was huge, huge. He was a huge actor in the 90s. Matter of fact, we got two movies here we're going to talk about with him in it, not just the program. Um, so we got another movie with him in it we're going to talk about when we get to Higher Learning also. But uh, the program's a really, really good football movie. It uh, basically just talks about college football, their programs, how they grease people through the uh, educational part of it just to get them through the athletic part of it. And Latimer plays a roided up dude in this movie who gets in some trouble for the roids. Actually, in the end, by the end of the movie, he is not on the team anymore for, uh, and gets in trouble for doing steroids. But um, I do have a couple of parts from this movie. One of them is a very kind of dramatic part with Latimer, where um, uh, James Kahn asks the guys to kind of a little function they have. They all get together. And he chooses Latimer to go first to read, uh, or not not really read, but you know they're told to they want him to talk about what they love about football, and it's a really 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 good part in the movie. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and let it play right now. It's just a really good part in the movie, and here it goes. It's here to start, Latimer. I don't know. It's the bad. Going to war with the other guys. Say! Hanging together. Believe! Having our own dorm. Hey. Staying in hotels the night before the games. Setting ourselves apart. Being different than everybody else. Having a chance to be somebody. To do something that people look up to you for. Your strength. Your courage. Not everybody can play football. We're the lucky ones. The thing that I'm most proud of myself... All right, once again, just a great clip from that movie. Um, and a great movie. Like I, like I said, I, I don't know what it is about sports movies. I just love them. And I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy that sits. I don't watch football. I don't watch bas basketball, baseball, hockey, none of them. But you give me a movie, I'll fucking watch it. I'm telling you right now, I will watch it. But um, there was another part before that where Latimer uh, finds out he's on the team. But I, I, I like what he said there about the, the, the brotherhood of it all, the camaraderie of it all. That's probably, you know, that, 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 that's why a lot of guys do play football. You know, that not just they're good at it, which a lot of them are incredible at it, which I never did. But the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the whole, you know, it's honestly, if you talk to cops, that's another reason they are cops for the camaraderie, the brotherhood, the whole 
just kind of, uh, you know, just the, the, the whole tightness, tightness of the group, tight knit family type thing. But um, we have another little clip from the program here that I'm going to play. And it's when he finds out he's on the on made the starting defense and it's a little visual. He's breaking car windows with his head when he runs out. You're going to hear uh, uh, glass smashing. And now you know what that glass smashing is. It's not Stone Cold coming out. It's not. It's, it's not. What it is is uh, Latimer breaking glass with his head. Windows, car windows with his head, actually. Here you go. Starting defense. Place at the table. Looks like Joe's coming around. He should be ready for Saturday. Place the table. Yeah. 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 I think we ought to tell Coach. I don't know. You don't want to know about this. Yeah. Make sure you tell Latimer that the NCAA will be testing on Saturday. Yeah, baby. Starting defense. As my upperclassmen know, we have. All right, so there you go. Actually, literally, that was the clip before, the clip I just played. Before, put it this way: I played those clips not backwards. I meant to play them backwards, but uh, those two scenes lead right into one each other. Um, again, great actor, great movie. Uh, he does, like I said, he gets into trouble in this movie. He um, ends up actually. Yeah, it's funny, not funny, but kind of strange. He mentions, "Should I rape him?" In uh, Hudson Hawk, and then he gets in trouble for, for almost raping a girl in uh, the program. So just sort of tie that together. I uh, don't know why I did, but I did. Anyway, let's get into, um, oh, I don't know what that's doing there. Uh, something popped up on my screen. Sorry, everybody. Let's get into a few more little uh, movies and things that he's done in, uh, in his life. Uh, after the program, he did Cyborg 3, which he played Jocko, uh, Jocko and Nako. Uh, Renegade, the TV series. I don't know if you remember that show, Renegade. Um, that was, uh, oh my God, what was that guy's name? Lawrence, oh, give me a second here. Lorenzo Lamas, not Lawrence, Lorenzo Lamas. Um, he was big, big actor in, uh, way back in the day. Uh, he, he was actually, he was in Greece. Lorenzo Lamas was actually in Greece. He was the goofy football player. If you've ever seen the movie Grease from way back in the day. Um, I think that movie came out the year I was born. <clears throat> so, but that was a, a, a cool little show. He was in Renegade. Um, and then he was uh, Zangief in Street Fighter, which, uh, you know, big movie right there. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Raul Julia, who was uh, in the Adams Family. Um, but a Pretty damn big movie at the time, obviously, from the game, the video game Street Fighter, uh, came this movie. And it did pretty pretty well. Wasn't exactly the, the best rendition or, uh, I don't know, wasn't the best showing of Street Fighter. But it was a good movie, and Jean-Claude Van Damme in 1994 was absolutely one of the biggest stars. Raul Julia just coming off of uh, Adam's Family. Again, a huge star. I don't know why people are doing fireworks outside of my house, but I did notice the fireworks stand was open today, so I probably should have gone. Um, 
<laughs> but I did not. But I did not. Um, and right after Street Fighter came Higher Learning. Uh, another absolutely great movie. I mean, a really, really, really good movie this movie is. Um, is this was a uh, directed and written by John Singleton. Uh, this movie was Omar Epps, Christy Swanson, once again from the program, Michael Rappaport, Jennifer Conley, Ice Cube, uh, Tyra Banks, Lawrence Fishburne, Cole Hauser, Regina King, Buster Rhymes. I mean, you, uh, Jesus Christ, this, I, you know, you watch this movie, you don't see and realize how many people were in it, but this was a star-studded movie, even for the time. This was a star-studded movie for the movie it was because it was just kind of one of those college life movies which usually didn't have a ton of big actors in it, but this one damn sure did. Um, and I do have one clip from this movie. Again, if you've ever seen this movie, uh, you got um, Omar Epps, um, who is a new student, Michael Rapport's a new student who kind of gets tied up with these basically skinhead type Nazi guys. Lot of um, there's a lot of that. Uh, this movie really was and purposely brought forth racism in college. Uh, the security being racist against uh, uh, you know the black clubs that were in there and letting the white clubs do what they wanted to. And that's kind of what this movie was about. Um, education, sports, again, Omar Epps just was sort of unfortunately typecast in a lot of these dramatic uh, college type roles. Um, but this movie was definitely a great, great movie. He played Nako in this movie, one of the skinhead guys. Um, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and play. I have one little clip from there. It's a two-minute clip. And uh, here we go. How do you feel knowing that this country doesn't belong to you any longer? I mean, what do you think of that? How do you feel knowing that when you graduate from college, you might not be able to get a job because of the color of your fucking skin? Because it's a fucking quota. People don't realize how far down the drain America's gone. What do you think about that, Remy? Guess I never thought about that, man. It's different here than I thought it was gonna be, you know? You know? It seems like everybody's sticking to their own. Taking up for their own. I, I don't know anybody down here. I don't know, it's different, man, you know? All I got is me. No, man. And me. We're brothers by blood. Yeah. You got me too, Remy. <gasps> oh, I think I'm gonna cry. Hey, hey shut the Andrew. fuck up over there, Nako. Show the man some respect, you know what I mean? That's cool, Scott. That ain't right. That's pure fucking Aryan blood you're talking to right there. No, 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 you're right. This is brotherhood, Remy. Welcome home. Thanks. You see, Remy, this is your family now. 
And if there should be anything, anything at all that you want to talk about, then I want you to come to me. I want you to come to us. Because if there's one thing that I want you to leave this room thinking about tonight is that we take care of our own. Thanks, man. All right, so there you go. I mean, pretty much you got... Uh, I, I, again, this movie is, uh, you know, from 1995. Um, you've probably seen it by now. If you have not seen Higher Learning, see this movie. Excellent. Excellent movie. The story it tells, the 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 acting. Lawrence Fishburne was is an incredible actor. I actually watched him uh, last, uh, I think Tuesday night. I watched Deep Cover with him in it. Excellent movie. Excellent, excellent movie. Him and Jeff uh, Goldblum. Awesome movie. Awesome movie with both them guys in it. But uh, so there you go. Higher learning. Awesome, awesome movie right there. And we keep going there. Higher learning. Street Fighter. The vi- he was also the voice in the video game for Street Fighter. Lois and Clark, the Superman thing. He did Conan the Adventurer. He was in one episode for this TV series. The Sentinel, Nightman, two more TV series. Another video game. He was the Nod Sergeant in was Command and Conquer, Tiberian's son. Uh, another TV series. He was in one episode of Good vs. Evil. Then we get up into some movies right here. We're looking at 1999. 1999 was a good start of uh, of a year for him. Any given Sunday, again, he talked about being Madman, uh, which is really all they really build him as in the movie Madman. Patrick Madman Kelly is his is was was the character he played in the movie. This is another great movie. Again, me and Anthony did a four hour uh, didn't mean to, but we did a four hour uh, review of this movie. It's an incredible movie. It's I mean, you want to uh, absolutely incredible. You got uh, it's an Oliver Stone movie, first of all, um, and you've got Al Pacino, Dennis Quaid, Cameron Diaz, LL Cool J, James Woods, uh, Jamie Foxx, Jim Brown, Matthew Modine, Lawrence Taylor, Bill Bellamy, Layla Rashan, Lauren Holly, and Margaret. Aaron Eckhart, Elizabeth Berkeley, John C. McGinley. My God, it's a the, this movie was a who's who of big stars, and they used a lot of the arena football guys for these movies, uh, for this movie, excuse me. Um, but it was a very, very well done movie. Oliver Stone makes, yeah, to me, is a, a, just an incredible movie maker, and this was just a great movie by Oliver Stone. Um, and I do have. One clip to play, quick clip, 23 seconds, and I, this is actually the last clip I have to play tonight. So uh, we're going to go ahead and knock this clip out, and that's going to be all we've got for clips tonight. Then we'll just get into the movies, and we're kind of almost wrapped up, folks. There's not a lot more to get into. Here we go. And right after that, they throw a caiman in the shower, a little alligator-looking thing. Um, Crazy, crazy movie, but a great movie. Shows a lot about the, as the program showed a lot about the college 
level of um, you know the, the the program and how they work the football uh, program there. This showed a lot more of the NFL level uh, program, if you will, kind of you know how their contracts work, how the players. It, it shows a little more of the back, you know how how they. I mean, oh, Cool J basically is sitting there, and all he's worried about is getting his bonus money, as is Lawrence Taylor. You've got James Woods, who kind of plays the the crooked doctor who's giving these guys drugs they don't need when they don't need it, just to get them through games and, you know, switching tests, doing that. Matthew Modine plays the straight doctor who sees what it's like after James Woods gets released from his job, uh, or fired, actually, um... Matthew Modine sees what it's like for those doctors when these guys are literally sitting there begging them for drugs. You got Lawrence Taylor like, you know, give me that shot, man. Give me that. Give me some of that cortisone shit. And he's like, you don't need it medically. He's like, I don't give a fuck about medically. Give me the fucking shot, bitch. And he does. And he does. Um, but uh, again, I, I, I just, I know I've said this off bunch already, but. I love sports movies. I love seeing the inner workings. I mean, when I brought this show back after a year and a half, the first episode I did was Draft Day with Smark and Cheeseman because they're both sports guys, and I wanted to pick their brain about what would and wouldn't happen in the sports world with all that stuff going on. So that's really why I wanted them on the show. Um, besides they're just great guys. Uh, Smark obviously is, you know, just my co-host on the, uh, or actually we're both co-hosts. Um, Smark's my co-host. I'm his co-host. How's that? Um, on the wrestling outlet, but, uh, I wanted both of the sports fans on the show to really get a, an actual idea of what would happen, what wouldn't happen. And it was really cool to get their take on what would and wouldn't happen. Uh, but uh, I just love the seeing the inner workings of sports and all that stuff. I just think it's awesome. And I think, you know, this this movie and the program kind of gives you, you got one that's on the college level, one on the NFL level. Um, and uh, both, to me, are incredible, incredible movies. So there you go. Um, then we go a little more. And uh, we get some pretty good stuff going on with, uh, but honestly, I got to say, if you really look at it, you get 2001, he did Pearl Harbor. He played Joe the Boxer. I'm pretty sure he just had a pretty small role in that movie. Um, but Pearl Harbor, you got a, a Ben Affleck, Kate Beckinsale, Josh Hartnett, Cuba Gooding Jr., Tom Sizemore, John Voight. Alec Baldwin, we keep going and going and going, like a three-hour fucking movie. Um, for him to be even in the movie alongside that cast definitely is a big thing. Um, because literally we go from 2001 to 2002, which was an incredible year for this man. We got one, two, three, four, five different things in 2002 that he was a part of. Uh he was Lobo in the Lobo paramil uh, paramilitary Christmas special. Mm, whatever. Uh, he was in Firefly. He did Rollerball, which I literally talked about less than two months ago. So if you want to check out Rollerball, please go listen to that. Uh, it's, it is on uh, anywhere you find podcasts. And if you can't, it's on Anchor. Always, always on Anchor. 
but he was a one of those cavern henchmen in this uh, in the 2002 Scooby Doo movie, and he was in Black Mask Two: City of Masks, which I've actually seen this one, and this is the one that he was did in Hong Kong. The first first Black Mask was um, Jet Li. Uh, this was kind of a different thing, um, but Rob Van Dam was in this movie. Tracy Lords, Tyler Maine. Um, Jet Li just didn't do this one. He opted not to return for this one, but uh, not a bad movie. Not a bad little movie. Um, if you want to check it out, you can obviously go look for it somewhere. There's plenty of ways to watch movies now. But 2002 was an incredible year for this guy. 2003 was another great year. He did something called The Curse of El Charo. Got to be honest, didn't see it. Danny Trejo uh, is in this movie who... My God, I got to add Danny Trejo to this list. An, an incredible, incredible just... His story is incredible. A guy who's you know went to jail, came out, became a very, very well-known actor. Almost a household name, uh, Danny Trejo. And, a, and and just a, a beloved guy by everybody. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, though, is when he did that. This is when he did that movie with Jessica Biel, uh, Mike Vogel, Eric Balfour, and Arlie Ermey was in this movie. And this is when he did the 2003 version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, this, I got to be honest, I have not seen this one. But I did hear good things about it from certain people. I know there's certain people who hated it, but what are you going to do, right? Um, again, I'm not the biggest horror fan, so for me not watching it, it's not the biggest deal in the world. But uh, there was another movie he did, uh, 44 Minutes, The North Hollywood Shootout. If you've ever seen the movie Heat, they recreated the actually they recreated that shootout kind of this movie tells the real story of what happened when two heavily armed men went in to hold to to hold the police department at i mean they held the police department at bay but they were robbing a bank um and the police they had a 44 minute shootout in LA most of this was real and televised um you can see a lot of it and a lot of this movie has real clips along with other clips uh, tied into it. But you got Michael Madsen in this movie. Uh, Ron Livingston is in this movie. Um, it, it, it's a pretty good movie. Olog, uh, Olog Taktartov, who we talked about in Rollerball. He was in Rollerball. Uh, Mario Van Peebles is in this movie. Uh, from uh, If you remember uh, New Jack City. He was the head police officer getting those guys together. That was Mario Van Peebles. Um, but uh, 44 Minutes, I've never actually seen this movie, but Heat was basically loosely based off of what happened there. Um, but uh, he just had a lot of success in 2002. And um, really, really, really some big movies that he had been involved with. And from there... We're going to kind of get into 2000. I'm sorry, that was 2003. I just talked about. And in 2005, he, we went into Seven Mummies, Bachelor, Party, uh, Vegas. Not a huge movie, not a huge role. But we also got into Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Beginning, 
where once again he'd played Leatherface for this one too. And um, again, he's just, you know, out there just, you know, he's getting some really big roles. This is in, like you said, an iconic character. Uh, Arlie Ermey returned for this one. Uh, Jordana Brewster is in this movie. Who, where have I seen her before? Let me look this up real fast. Oh, this is uh, the girl from... Jesus Christ, she's from she's Mia from Fast and Furious movies. I'm like, my God, does she look familiar? That's Mia from the Fast and Furious movies, um, and uh, a few a few other. You know, uh, Lee Turgenson is in this movie. Who? Oh my Lord, this is another guy I've got to add to the list of people to focus on. Uh, my God, Oz, Wayne's World. Monster, been in so 126 credits. This guy's name still acting today. Um, this is another guy I've got to add to the list of people to uh, to focus on. Um, but again, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, he once again returned as Leatherface, and you know, definitely was uh, was out there to do that. And after that, he did something called Chasing 3000, which was um. A baseball movie had Rory Culkin, uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother in it, and um, Lauren Hawley, Ray Liotta, another movie with uh, Ray Liotta. We, uh, me and Anthony, literally just talked about Ray Liotta a few weeks ago with his passing. And uh, but it is a baseball movie right there. Um, it was uh, based on the three thousandth three thousandth base hit of Major League Baseball legend. Uh, Roberto Clemente um, looks like a good movie. He was also in something after that in 2008 called Stiletto, Bram Stoker's Dracula's Guest. This was a 2008 film that did not do well. I've never heard of this. It was just, I've never even heard of this. He played Dracula, though. Um, he was also in Burn Notice in 2010, 2015, something called Some Kind of Hate. Uh, a horror movie I've never seen before, to be honest with you. But um, as we keep going up here, he does have a few things coming out. Uh, 2017, he did a movie called 2016. Let me just let that sit in. In 2017, he did a movie called 2016. I just want want people to know I'm not messing anything up there. <laughs> um. He was in something, uh, 2018 American Dresser, which uh, I didn't even look that up. Another TV series, Deadsville Rock and Roll Mysteries, and something in post-production, Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. I don't even know what that's about, but it looks like a nice action-adventure comedy. Um, so I guess we'll figure out what that's been. Oh, that's going to be like there is a trailer for it. I, I'll play it. It's a one-minute trailer. Let's play it. Hold on. Let's play it. I was right here when it happened. That was you. Mm-hmm. 
do? We go in and we kill everyone. Go help your brother, Johnny. Jack! Oh, your favorite travel dress. Oh. Oh. Okay, that says, first of all, the trailer says it was supposed to come out in 2017. Obviously, they got a little hang up there. Um, I'm not quite sure what it was. 2017, don't start blaming COVID. Don't do that. Um, I don't know what it was. It looks a little weird, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, I don't know, man. That, uh, that definitely looks a little odd right there. But um, that... Really, and I'm sure he'll do more after this. But uh, again, I mentioned a few different ways you can kind of get a hold of the guy. Now, we did say we were going to get into a couple of little controversies. Now, in 2015, um, the news had broke that Gunnar Hansen, who was the guy who had played Letterface before him, had passed away. Brian Arsky responded by saying boo-hoo on Facebook. Now, when a fan got to him and said, nice of you to insult a legend that is Gunnar Hansen, uh, he replied, could give zero fucks, suck his dead nuts. Now, another fan at that point started messaging Andrew, and he kind of got into the fan a little bit. Now, him and Gunnar did have a little heat, but... This is what we get into here. Uh, Andrew said, I was a big supporter of his and was cool with him. He was cool with me. Then he started going around to promote Chainsaw 3D, and he started talking shit at cons and whatnot. I'm not someone who takes shit from anybody, and I tell it like it is. I originally posted a fake Facebook comment that said, boo-hoo, yet no tag just by itself. Read into it what you will. I never wished for his death or suffering from pancreatic cancer, which I didn't even know he had. Let's make a bigger issue of upon his sudden death. Cancer sucks worse than haters. Y'all have a nice day. He later decided to say the post I had posted had absolutely nothing to do with his death. It was about something else. So everyone sort of did sort of forget about it, but it might also be a reason his career did sort of, I'm not going to say it tanked, but it did sort of slip a little bit after 2015. Um, honestly, if you go on um, Wikipedia, it stops at 2015, yet there is more on IMDb after 2015. Um, so there you go right there. Now, there was another controversy he had with the dogs um he had give me one sec i actually had all this up here and okay the santa monica police arrested this was in 2012 i don't know why i thought it was a couple of years ago they arrested him and his girlfriend in 2012 on charges of misdemeanor and cruelty to animals for keeping 25 pomeranians in his mobile home at the time it was parked on the street now he went in, he told the cops, listen, I've got an agreement with a local animal shelter to hold these dogs and have these dogs in this mobile home and outside as he was. 
couple of days later, the center actually confirmed, confirmed that he was telling the truth. He got all his dogs back. Once again, uh, the first one, you can kind of think what you will. The second one did turn into a complete controversy and really wasn't any big deal with him. But uh, that was one thing, another little thing he was kind of unfortunately known for. But, um, you know, he, he had the shelter, which, I mean, my God, this guy had 25 dogs that were, you know, homeless before they met him. And thank God he took them in. And he obviously had, like, again, he had an agreement with a local animal shelter. And he had his RV turned into a mobile home for the dogs. And that was a their mobile home. So, and, sorry for my daughter walking in, folks, but she just misses me. Um, but it's no big deal because, to be honest with you guys, um, that's it. This is really all I have on um, on him. Again, I, I really just, I've seen him in so many movies, and he's such, I mean, you know, we heard him tonight do, you know, kind of the dumb stupid jock we heard him tonight do the um we heard him tonight do the kind of dramatic thing when he was in the program reading off what he loved about football we heard him be the crazy guy he definitely has more range than he was typecast as as being a six foot five gigantic bodybuilder um but uh i i I definitely think this guy deserved time deserved his own show and uh definitely deserved to be focused on and um i think when uh when he does more you'll definitely maybe uh look at him a little differently now but definitely this guy uh deserved to be focused on deserves some time and um andrew brynarski uh, i really have nothing else to say but uh seems like a like just a good guy and uh i'm glad i got to do a show on him tonight so all right folks on that note, that is all. I am done. Uh, once again, there will be no wrestling outlet coming up on Wednesday night. I will be once again teaching little Cub Scouts how to shoot little BB guns. Actually, big BB guns. But I'll be teaching them to do that. And uh, so there will be none. But me and Smark will actually be on Saturday. We're planning on talking video games. I'm going to see if he wants to do maybe video games and... Uh, Maybe a few upcoming movies because there are some good upcoming movies coming out right now. Uh, some action, some sci-fi, some action sci-fi. Uh, good movies coming out right now. Maybe we'll get into a few of those. But um, that'll be it. So uh, I appreciate everyone joining. I appreciate everyone uh, in the chat room. I appreciate everyone who's going to listen to this on download. And um, I do have some really good stuff coming up. And if you guys ever have anything you want me to talk about, you're welcome to go right to Facebook where I'm right there on Hollywood Hangout. I have my page. You guys can email at uh, hollywoodhangoutpodcast at gmail.com. There are plenty of ways. If you guys ever have an idea, want me to review something, I'll be glad to sit and watch something I've never watched, never talked about. You guys want me to review it? Let me know. Um, As long as you don't say, hey, watch this piece of shit movie. I'm not doing that. But uh, if you guys want me to watch anything, let me know. Um, otherwise I've got a good list of things to do and, uh, I'm going to keep knocking that bad boy out. This, uh, he was on my list. Now I can take him off and, uh, I appreciate everybody and I will see everybody here next Saturday night. Thank you so much. See ya.